Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Diego and DeVore show. And they pulled somebody up from the grave, Derek Flair. And here I am to tell you that you're in the right place whenever you see the Diego and DeVore show on your screen. You are in the right place, and it's going to be big woo tonight. Hi, wrestling fans. This is Gary Whitehurst, former ring announcer with NACW and other indie organizations in the Carolinas for many years. When it comes to all things wrestling, you're in the right place with the Diego and DeVore Wrestling Podcast. When it comes to travel and vacations, you come to me. Once we get through this pandemic, I can make your vacation dreams come true, whether it be an exciting cruise, an all-inclusive resort, international land vacation, and so much more, I'll take care of you. Why me? Well, I will be your one contact person. No long hold times with Booking Direct or big online agencies. And my rate will never be higher than Booking Direct. And I do not charge a booking agency planning fee. How do you reach me? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'm based in Tampa, Florida, and I can be reached at area code 561-424-6003. That's 561-424-6003. My email is gwhitehurst at cruiseandtravelexperts.com. That's G-W-H-I-T-E-H-U-R-S-T at C-R-U-I-S-E. A-N-D-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-X-P-E-R-T-S dot com. My website is gtravel dot cruiseandtravelexperts dot com. Hey, I got something great for you now. If you make a reservation with me and mention the Diego and DeVore Wrestling Podcast, I'll give you a cruise onboard credit or amenity. You can't beat that. And now let's get back to the Diego and DeVore Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Diego and DeVore show. Unfortunately, tonight, Mr. DeVore, he's on vacation. He's got some family things to deal with, so you won't have him here tonight, but you got me, co-host Diego. So remember, folks, visit the DiegoandDeVoreShow.com for all your Diego and DeVore news. So we're going to get right down to it since my partner and I are not here with our witty banter and joking around with each other. So tonight we got a special guest. It's one of these companies out there that I came upon YouTube a few months ago, and I just can't stop watching it. We had a big swole here not long ago, one of the superstars of Championship Wrestling from Memphis. So I kept digging around. I was like, you know, I see this cat on there. Man, he's described to be the most flamboyant man, not only on the roster, but in professional wrestling. And he's also a bad man. Let me introduce to you a new friend and now a good friend of the Diego and DeVore show. He is a superstar, also a championship wrestler from Memphis. Precious. Precious, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the Diego and DeVore show. Everybody, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me on the show, uh, DeVore. I mean, Diego, Diego. Yes. Hey, thank you for being on the show with us. And um, and I know we had a little bit of some technical difficulties getting all this set up, but, you know, no show that we do never really goes how it usually goes, especially the shows that we um, cover, the paranormal or UFOs. We have a lot of bad luck ever, ever since we started covering that topic. So that's something for another day. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about your wrestling career. I just recently learned that you've had a longer career in professional wrestling than I thought you have. So before we get into how you got trained and where you came from, so how did your wrestling journey how did you end up in championship wrestling from memphis because it seems that memphis is having a, a a pro wrestling revival of sorts it's hot in memphis once again well my journey my journey started in uh the summer of uh 99 and believe it or not that's when i met uh the guy that uh runs the company um dustin star dustin star him and him and a good, another good friend, friend of mine, Simon, they used to call themselves Sex and Violent. And I met them in March, Mississippi. 
and that was their first match. And I got a chance to meet mm-hmm. meet both of them. And um, after that, we just kind of went our different ways. And he, uh, Dustin, ended up getting hired by WWE years later. And um, so we never lost contact because he was on Memphis TV. I was still doing my thing, might well say, on the indies. And then when he left and went to WWE, then I got a call up to start doing Memphis TV. And um, by that time, my career took off and uh, his contract ended in WWE. And uh, he heard that I got a call to do, had a tryout in TNA and he called me up and he was like, hey, man, hey, you know, I want to call and talk to you, you know, see how you're doing and, you know, give me give you some advice. And if you have any questions, we can talk. And I said, sure. So I talked to him and I gave him my number and we talked and, and we talked for maybe two or three hours. He gave me some advice and and we've been, I would say we've been, we've been brothers since, since that day, since maybe January of 2013. That's a, that's a, that's a long history of friendship, especially in wrestling. Cause you know, it's up and down. You're lucky in wrestling that you make one friend or two friends you know the rest i was taught they're just business associates but you meet those people that you really click with and your brothers for life right and dustin and him and his wife maria they are uh, a mainstay on cw30 um so they're they're um i can't think of the name of it but um they have a lot to do with cw30 so at that time he calls me and saying fresh and I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, man, I got some stuff coming up. But in the meantime, I need you to come into the studio. We're going to record some stuff, uh, record some videos. You know, we're putting some things together. And hopefully, you know, it'll grow and get bigger from that point. And he kept me. He kept me on TV. He kept me pretty hot during the time that, um, during, matter of fact, it was a pandemic. So he kept me pretty hot. And uh, then he's, he, he called me and said, hey, man, we got this deal with him to start Memphis TV and I want you to be a part of it. And I I jumped on it. I said, of course I'll be a part of it. Yes, because now with Championship Wrestling from Memphis and the Marquez Empire growing, I mean, that's going to put Memphis right back on the map because I'm not saying Memphis was forgotten all these years, but, you know, you don't really hear too much about it. You know, thankfully we have places like YouTube and other social media platforms where people start sharing these things. And it's actually how I found out about you uh, before you, you know, championship wrestling from Memphis. And it's also championship wrestling from Hollywood. So I mean, he's taking over the the whole wrestling landscape. It seems this brand. Well, yeah. Well, the thing about it is, you know, I seen this coming 10, 15 years ago. I'm a real, real, real student of the game. I've been I've been following wrestling before I got into business. I have been following it ever since 1980. 80, maybe 83, 85, old enough to remember wrestling. And you can only you can only stay on top for so long. You can only stay on top so long. And you know, I'm not knocking anybody or or trying to, you know, um cause, you know, make any enemies. But Vince, Vince McMahon is his own demise. And the reason I say that is because you will never see McDonald's going by Wendy's. So you don't go and buy your competition. And right before our eyes, I said it. You know, I keep saying it and I continue to say it, that territories are coming back and they're coming back strong in Memphis with Marquez and in, in Hollywood. He's, you know, then we're in Memphis and then he just opened up um, the one in Atlanta. So, I mean, you have the territories. They're coming back. They're coming back, and and that's 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 exactly what's going to help us get to where we need to be is 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 the territories because then you have more opportunities where these big companies can see us and you can find you can find talent. Right, because you know, and I know we're talking about territories and something that kind of mirrored that. I remember in the '90s and the mid to late, there was also franchises with NWA because there was different flavors of nwa but i don't think that they quite caught on as much as the marquez deal is doing right now yeah he he's on fire and when i say he is smoking hot and man it's some stuff it's some stuff in store it's coming it's coming you know i've i've gotten i've gotten uh uh talk with uh 
with dusting on some things, and man, it's it's gonna it gonna it's gonna call it, it's 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 like wildfire. It's gonna spread. It's gonna spread even more. Right. Yeah. You know, and speaking on that, I'm sorry to interrupt you because when I'm watching one of the news networks, and I won't say which news network because I don't want to get a whole lot of hate mail from anybody. I'm watching Ric Flair and I'm watching Marquez selling Car Shield, and this is like a huge news network. And when you have both of those folks on TV on the time slots, people are going to start turning their eyes to the product. Now, I'm just not talking about Car Shield either, because you can Google anything and find out what's going on with Marquez, and, and which will lead to what you guys are doing. I think it benefits the whole franchise itself. So, yeah. uh-huh. so we go on that. We, before we go back and keep talking about championship wrestling from Memphis, because you said something earlier, and I really want to touch on that because I think it's important. You were talking about a, a tryout with TNA. How did that come to be? And, and when you had your tryout, who did you have to try out with? Okay, it happened. Um, I was doing a show in Kosciuszko, uh, Mississippi. Jimmy Hart was on that show. And he pulled me to the side and said, hey, baby. I said, yeah. He said, baby, I know you. I remember you from, from Memphis TV. I said, yeah, yeah, Jimmy. Baby, you, 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 tried, you tried to go anywhere, try to do anything? And I said, man, I, I've tried. You know, I just don't have any contacts or who I need to talk to. And he said, hey, baby, I'm going to give you a contact. You call him. And, uh, you know, put my name on it. And I did what he told me to do. And um, I ended up getting in touch with someone in TNA and um, ended up getting a phone call and going to do a TNA gut check in Beckley, West Virginia. And uh, at the time, D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown was the head guy. He was the head trainer in TNA. You had uh, Earl Hebner and you had Brian Hebner, which Brian is um, is Earl's son. So they were there. And, man, it was about seven of us, five guys, two women. All honesty, I killed it. I killed it. When I say I killed it, I killed it. We sat around, you know, after after the trial and everything. Um, we were sitting around ringside, and D'Lo Brown, you know, he was critiquing everybody. And he went around, he got to me, and he was like, I'll come back to you. So he critiqued everybody else, and he said, uh, hold on, I'm going to come back to you. So then he did it a third time, and he's like, man, he said the reason I did that was that, man, I I don't have anything to say. He said, I have nothing bad to say to you. He said, you have it. He said, you have something nobody can teach you in this business. He said, that's charisma. He said, you cannot be taught charisma. He said, you're ring savvy. He said, your body. He said, man, you're ready. You have it. He said, but one thing, I said, what's that? He said, if it was up, it's not up to me. But if it was up to me, I would hire you right now. But it was not up to him. And nothing, nothing happened after that. You know, I just took it. I took it and said, hey, you know, I had an opportunity. I killed it. Maybe it's not my time. It's understandable. Um, I've had similar experiences in the past to where, you know, just like you, I had one a company at that time was a major company and I killed it. But, you know, not soon after that, the company was no more. But it's always good to hear from these veterans and people who actually went to the dance and telling you, I mean, you got it. You know, don't stop doing what you're doing. And, you know, I think it's a hell of a feather in your cap, especially from D-Lo, because, you know, when you first saw D-Lo, you're like, you know, this guy, whatever, until D-Lo started showing what he could really do. And he always killed it. Right. You know, I always I have always felt this way and I feel this way right to this day that you know I belong I say the mainstay I belong on the mainstay I've I've been in the ring with with some of the best in the world I've been in the ring with WWE Hall of Famers and nothing has been said to me you know I'm gonna give you a rundown I've I've worked with Jerry Lawler I worked with Coco Coco Ware I worked with um, Jeff I worked with Rakishi I mean, these are WWE Hall of Famers. And a guy that should be in the Hall of WWE Hall of Famers as well is Brian Christopher, BC, I call him BC. And he actually helped me. Man, he was a great guy. So with those, with that being said, with me working with those guys, nothing was bad. Nothing was nothing bad was said to me. It just said, man, you got it, man. You got it. You, you have it. It's just you just have to be at the right place at the right time. 
you know, it's got to have the right eyes looking at you. You know, it's and it's with wrestling is they say you used to tell me one percent talent, ninety nine percent luck sometimes because lightning has to strike and you just got to be there to get struck by lightning. So we're going from gut check, but there's a good time gap between gut check and championship wrestling from Memphis. So let's fill in some of that. So after gut check, where did your experience take you from there? Because you were given a lot of positive feedback and I'm sure you were also given some advice and you took it with you on the road. So where did you go after that, after gut check? Okay, after gut check, uh, it was a guy that I actually met. His name is Common Norris. And we're still we're still friends to this day. I talked to him maybe once or twice a, or twice a month. He actually get, got me an opportunity in Ohio Valley in OVW. I went to uh, OVW and I uh, stayed in OVW. I worked in OVW. I was driving up every 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 other week, every two weeks. I would drive up to Louisville, Kentucky, and I would do some house shows and I would do TV. And uh, at that time, T- TNA. They had a developmental deal with TNA, so I had some. It was some stuff that was going on. It was some scandals and stuff. I'm not gonna get involved with it. So once that happened, I took myself out of the equation because I don't want to have a bad name in the business. So I didn't want to be aligned with that. So I took myself out of that equation, and I started doing uh, more more shows on the road. But at that time, I had been trying to get into WWE. Well, I got a phone. I got an email from WWE at the time and said, hey, we want you to come up and be extra talent. So I ended up, ended up working for WWE for like four years. Not full time, but whenever they came around the, the surrounding area, they would call me. So I ended up working. So I went from, from the TNA gut check to Ohio Valley, to WWE doing extra work with WWE. And as well at that time, as I'm doing work with WWE, I got a a phone call and I end up doing extra work for Ring of Honor as well. So you're you're touching all the right notes here, man. Yes, yes. So I end up doing extra work. So I'm doing extra work for TNA, and then I end up doing extra work with WWE. As um, I was the original guy, um, and I'm going to send you a link. I'm going to show you a link. I am the original guy that actually started the list with Jericho on Monday Night Raw. One of the most entertaining things they had at the time, by the way. Yes, I, I started that. I'm the originator of the list. <laughs> you know, finally, hey, a, revel- a new revelation here on the Diego and Divorce show. So, but before we go to the list, friends, when we're talking about professional wrestling, we're talking about years of traveling, years of energy that you're going to need to get you from one town to another. Now, back with DeVore now, growing up in the business, we didn't have much of anything. And by the time energy drinks got popular, the ones with the cans, but a lot of those, they have a funny aftertaste and they have a lot of these ingredients you can't even pronounce. I don't even think they're in the uh, periodic chart table. If they are, I want nothing to do with it. Do yourself a favor. Go to RogueEnergy.com. Get yourself one of those very tasty energy powders that Devor loves so much, and I myself as well. I'm more of a fruit punch kind of guy, but he turns into some sort of a peachy drink. Now, when you go to RogueEnergy.com, use the promo code Diego and Devor. That's Diego Shift Seven, the little and symbol. Diego and Show.com. Get 10% off your complete order today. Now, I know that this type of energy product was designed more for gamers, but what better thing for you to go on all night, especially when you're driving from town to town. Get something nice and safe that's not going to destroy your taste buds. RogueEnergy.com, Diego and Divorce Show. Get 10% off today. Back with you, Precious, and I know I got that out of the way. So now it's you and I for the rest of the show. Let's talk about Ring of Honor because at one point, Ring of Honor was real the hot place to be. And you're probably there at the time where either in the infancy of starting or right when the, it was really, really hot. I was there. Um, it was it was one guy that stood out to me. And I know it was two. It was two. And I'm going to back up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit before we start touching on Ring of Honor. Um, I end up going. I got an opportunity to go work for one of the best training companies 
and facilities in the world with me going to have a try uh, do extra work with Ring of Honor, doing extra work with WWE. I end up getting the opportunity to go training, go to train at the Monster Factory in in Jersey with Danny Cage. So all of this is happening, and I had a great opportunity, and I thank Danny, and uh, you know I just tell him you know I appreciate it. But, but it was two people that stood out with, stood out to me when I did extra work in Ring of Honor, and I knew that there was going to be main sta- main stage. That was Leo Rush. Yes. Yes, Leo Rush. Yes. He won the Prospect Tournament. He was in Nashville. He was in Nashville when they started the Prospect Tournament. And, um, good God Almighty, I cannot think of his name. Um, Damian Priest. Damian Priest. The, he, he, was in, he was in Ring of Honor at the time. He comes from the Monster Factory. So those two people stood out to me during the time that... Um, I worked, did extra work for Ring of Honor, and I knew the octopus. I knew him because we worked on that same show that I made mention of with uh, Jimmy Hart. The octopus was on that show right before he got signed, so I know I knew him as well. So you touched on something because Leo, I mean, hell of a talent. I mean, I don't want to get into what happened and the Twitter nonsense, and people don't know anything what happened. But man, what a hell of a guy! I mean. Talent for days. It's not as easy to know to see that somebody like that would definitely stand out. Right, right. So then I got get end up getting called to do Memphis Wildfire Wrestling. This is what this was a company that Jerry Lawler's son, Kevin Lawler, used to run. So I end up. So then I end up working with uh, Kara Hogan, which she got signed with TNA. And uh, the young lady named Aja Peru, she's the uh, the young lady that's uh, the black the, the young lady that's the referee, what, the the first black referee that's in WWE. So I worked with Aja. So you know, it, I've worked with some of the best best in the world. It's just you know they got to strike a lightning, like you said, boom, and they end up getting called up, and I'm still here grinding. And and I'm grinding and I'm grinding and I'm waiting on my chance to opportunity. I, I should be I should have been called up maybe ten years ago. And that's just me. Right. And I, yeah, I should have been called up. Now has anybody told you? Because I know I was told this a thousand times from veterans who were actually WWF or WCW to where it's like if you were only born fifteen years earlier, you would you would be rich. You'd be on top of the business. Have everybody ever told you that? You know, maybe that. 15 years ago, if you'd have been born that, you know, maybe you'd have hit it right there when it was really, you know, if it were like in the late, in the late 70s, in the 80s, mid 80s, you know, man, we'd have been smoking hot. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they've only, no, they only just said, man, man, you just got to keep, you got to keep grinding. And I'm saying to myself, how much grinding I got to keep doing when, when I've worked some of the top, some of the top people, some of the best people in the world. And, like right now, before then, my name, Precious name, bounces is bouncing off the wall. People, they know me. They know who I am. It's just okay. Pick up the phone and say, "Hey, you know, let's call this guy. Let's call this guy." And that's the part that I'm not, I'm not wrapping my mind around, or you know, mm. I don't understand that part because, like I said, I, I blazed the trail, and it's not a bad trail. It's a great trail. And I just haven't got that call to say, hey, man, we're offering you a contract. We're offering you a job. Right. But, you know, don't sell yourself short because you got to look at it like this. If you've been in the business this long and people get calls and have nothing negative to say about you, saying this guy is on point, people know you, you have a good reputation, that in itself is it's a small part, you know, small or big part, but it's, that's what I call being successful in the wrestling business. So, Thank you. Yeah, man. So, you know, I said, don't sell yourself short, but that, that having a reputation like that, I mean, that's concrete, man. You can't, you can't buy that. You can't buy a reputation. No, you, you can't. You really, really truly can't because I don't have, like I said, you know, I don't have a bad name in this business. If you say precious, they're going to say, man, that's a great guy, man. Great, man. I love his in-ring ability and his charisma. You know, he works hard, you know, and and I work hard to keep where I'm at right now at this point. You know, 
which I've done in Memphis TV. I've wrestled in the Mid-South Coliseum, uh, wrestled in the Southern Civic Center. Man, I've just, I've done a lot in my career, a lot. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like it. Now, while you were doing, working for Spots of WWF and then Ring of Honor and all the other ones, did any of them, any of the agents or the bookers say, hey, man, if you're going to do stuff with them, you can't do stuff with us? No, 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 no. They, they never said that because the thing is, the thing about it is I'm not on the contract. There's the marquee. Marquis says independent, you know, independent wrestling means you're an independent contractor. No one has a contract on me. So I could go and work for whoever I wanted to go and work for. You know, it didn't matter who I worked for. No. So, no, nobody told me I couldn't work for this company, work for that company. No. Nobody told me that. Now, mm-hmm. you, had some guys, you had some guys on, you had some companies on the Indies to say, Hey man, if you work over here, you can't work over here. Like, really? Seriously? So, but no, no yeah. major company. Yeah, because, you know, DeVore and I had a similar experience to where, talking about a list, not quite a Jericho list, but, you know, we're working on our fifth or sixth page of, brother, if you work for those people, you can't work for me. But here we are, you're still booking us. So it's okay. <laughs> so, but, well, let's talk, let's talk more about. Let's talk about Precious. Let's talk about Precious a persona because what is the influence behind Precious? Because I know when I was in doing my thing and I saw guys, a lot of people say, you know, they were influenced maybe in Adrian Street or Johnny B. Bad or something like that. So if anything, or anybody from Hollywood, who who is Precious? Where does Precious come from? What are the origins? The origins are, I put a little bit of handsome Jimmy Valiant, a little bit of Adrian Street, a little bit of Tully Blanchard and Austin Knight. And you take it and you put it in a pot and you mix it up. And I came up with Precious. She's a little bit of all of those, all of those gentlemen, because those was the guys that I watched. Tully Blanchard, Austin Knight, Jimmy Vine had he's he had the best charisma that I ever seen. It was just switch you could turn on and turn off. In Agent Street, flamboyancy. That's where the flamboyancy comes from. Um, I use a phrase where it says, where I say, precious is from every man's dream and every woman's nightmare, every man's pet and every woman's regret. And if you take that and turn it around, that used to be Austin Lytle saying, he was from every woman's dream and every man's nightmare, every woman's pet and every woman's regret. So I just took it and turned it and just put my own pizzazz to it. So those, those, those guys are who who I put put all into that character. Well, I mean, I didn't know there was there was so much baked into cake, as they say. But you know, let's touch on Adrian Street because when I was active, I used to his wife used to make the gear for me, top notch gear. I still have it. It's lasted, oh my gosh, fifteen years or so. A lot of miles on them. You know, and I haven't safely tucked away in case I make a comeback. No promises there, but because other than gorgeous george adrian took it to a whole new level he he broke all sorts of barriers because other than the glam rock bands in the 80s i understand they had that look but adrian took it to a whole different level especially in professional wrestling right right and and i got a i got an opportunity growing up in memphis i got an opportunity to watch just about every wrestling company we i could watch uh nwa which was come on the, the sister station tbs so five live. I watched them. I watched World Class. I watched UWF. I watched AWA. Then we had CWA here in Memphis. And um, the only company that I did not really get a chance to see was Mid South because they they couldn't they didn't reach out farther up this way. If you wasn't in Jackson, Mississippi, Louisiana, Atlanta, Alabama, you wasn't gonna see Mid South. But all those other companies, WWF, got a chance to watch all of them, all of them. So that was a great time, a great time for me. So I, I by the time everyone went to WCW or, or WWF, already knew who they were, already knew who they were. Yeah, and, you know, because speaking of, of the Memphis, everybody who's anybody in pro wrestling, has had some sort of footprint in Memphis. You know, it's almost like you have to graduate from Memphis and become a somebody in order for you to really do well outside of Memphis. Speaking of going back there, because I recall 
USWA was around for a long, for a good while, and then once that kind of tapered off and fell off the radar, there's really nothing going on. And I've never been to Memphis. I've been to Tennessee once, nowhere near close to Memphis. So what brought, in your opinion, what brought the uh, the wrestling back to Memphis? What what brought it back? Well, it never it never left because USWA. You, you had USWA, and then when USWA folded, you had Power Pro. That's where, that's where you had Power Pro. Where you had, that's where the John Cena's. Um, uh, not oh no, not John Cena. I'm sorry, Kurt Angle, Mark Henry, Reckless Youth, Sean Stasiak. The list goes on and on on who came through Power Pro. You even had Rakishi. He was named. He was Big Daddy Smooth at the time. I remember? Can't forget about the biggest name ever that come. One of the biggest names ever. Flex Cavana, Rocky Maivia, The Rock. Yeah. You can't forget that. Yes. You cannot forget about him. So when USWA left, then you had Power Pro. And then after Power Pro, things went away. But then it came back. You had Memphis Wrestling. That's when I came in back in 95, 96, 97. So... You had those that company, and then after that, it was what happened was the, the the TV stations did not want wrestling anymore in the studios. That that's what hurt a lot of a lot of a lot of it was because the studios five thirteen thirty they didn't want any wrestling in the studio. Then when Dustin came up, man, came up with this idea. That's when it it, it came back to the mainstream. TV because we never went anywhere. It's just we just didn't have TV, so we we actually had to get out and hit the road more to make a name for ourselves. And that's mm-hmm. what I, I I hit the road. And I man, when I say I burned it up, I blew up, blew blew up two motors in the transmission in two different cars. Man, just on. tell me about it because I mean we went through an awful lot of vehicles ourselves. Not only him and I, but you know. That's the sacrifice you make for the sport. I was at one point where I had th- I had three jobs, and then just so I could get money, so I can go wrestle. Because you know, there's no real money in the Indies. You know, you make a good name for yourself, you can make something out of it. You know, some money, but be that as it may. So let, let's talk. Let's jump. Let's jump in the future. Let's jump in the now. Actually, where you're at now, because there seems to be an awful lot of good talent coming out of the championship wrestling from Memphis. So, and you said back when you were working for some other ones, you know, some people stood out to you. So other than Precious, which is the baddest man in championship wrestling from Memphis, who's who's other standouts in that company today? Oh man, you have um, you have Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels is is one of the top guys. Big Swole, Brett Michaels. You have Action Jackson. You have the Young Goats, the Young Goats, the Problem Child, and uh, the Chosen One, the Young Goats. Man, those young guys, they when I tell you the young goats are on fire, better tag team division, you better look out for them. Then you have to skim a horn. But the young goats and Brett Michaels, man, those those three guys, which we have a lot of a lot of talent. Uh, you have Uncle Mikey. I like I like Uncle Mikey. He's with the uh, the skimmer horns. Who else do we have? Who else do we have? We have oh we have some we have some women like uh, Nikki Lane, smoking hot Nikki Lane. A um, little bit, so you know we have a different variety. So those, those are some of some of some of the top talent that we have in Memphis Championship Wrestling. Wow, because I also know that there's a training going on there too now, wrestling school. I'm, you know, and it's gonna sound real bad. I'm not a real, real fan of companies. I understand the purpose having their own performance centers. I always think our companies is better served when they bring in talent who already seasoned in the indies to you know to put on uh, the uh, the matches. But I understand the purpose for a training center just because just because you're a veteran on the road and have some years under you, you still got to train, man. Man, your your work never stops. Your work never stops. Like in, in WWE in the performance center, those guys, those guys that's in, that's that's in in uh, NXT. They train. They train. The job never, never, it never stops. You always work out. You train. Like, I go in and train maybe twice a month because of my schedule mm-hmm. with my job and wrestling. So, uh, 
there's some young talent that's some young up up and coming talent that's that we're we're working with and training. It's just yeah, you you never stop. You never stop. You can never Richard B. Fine told me this. He said, You can never be too good and you can never be too bad in this group. Right. You know, there's no more honest words than that. So what with, with the training center being there, I know you go in there and train. Have you during the years that you've been in wrestling, have you ever taken anybody under your wing and trained them? I did at one point. I, at one point, I did, but man, this rap, this 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 business will 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 gobble you up, and spit you out. It will gobble you up and spit you out. And I took this kid under my wing. He listened to me, but then when you start getting start kind of making a name for yourself and start getting calls, this business ha- has a way with with, and you have to stay humble. Don't forget where you come from. And don't let people dictate certain things to you when you're not on contract. Don't say who you can and can't work for when you when you're working for a company here, but you you're traveling you're traveling five hundred miles away to work for another company and this company tells you not to work for the company where you work, you stay at home and you say, Oh, okay, I can't work for you anymore. So I'm a loner. I'm a loner. Uh, travel alone. So right now at the time, no, I haven't. After that happened, I had to take it anybody on the moment. So kind of like the experience of that is kind of shoots you away from trying to bring in somebody else and train them. Right, right, because they don't want to listen. Because I've been in the business um, for almost for right right at twenty years, and I know what I'm talking about. Because. If I didn't know what I was talking about, I wouldn't have stayed around this long. Right. And I think it's one of those things to where, again, another unpopular opinion, because I know wrestling is for everybody, but it's not for everybody if you don't have the talent. And I say this because I think the business is way too open now where people have opinions that should not have opinions. They don't have the experience to have the opinion and they haven't had the road miles to have the opinion in a sense to where everybody's an expert, but they haven't done the work. I agree. I agree. What it is is you have a lot of young guys that that get a lot too fast. Yes. What I mean by that, meaning that you get an opportunity to go places and do things faster than what you should you should be doing. What happens? It goes to their head, and they get big headed, and they think they've made it. And I've seen it. I've seen it. So many times I always say the fall from grace. You, you have guys in WWE that has never been on the indies. Never been on the indies. And they're up there for 10 or 15 years in WWE and they fall and they come back down to the indies and they won't they they can't make it because they don't they didn't pay any dues. They don't know how to survive. They don't know how it feels to drive three hours to get paid 150 bucks. Then you got to put another $50 in your gas tank to get home and spend another 20 to eat. Then you got maybe 80 bucks out of that whole deal. You're lucky to get 150 some places. Right. If you don't get but $25 or hot dog, popcorn, and some chips. That's where the old hot dog and a handshake comes from because that's, that's 100% true. It's not a joke. And I think that's, that's one of the, the – and I know going back to the Performance Center, you know, I, and I've never been there. I've never been to a power plant. This and that, you know, but I, my training was top notch. I mean, I'm not saying I was the best. I'm saying I received great training. But I think the drawback is you're there at a performance center. And you're immediately put into a, a level you're not ready for because you haven't put in the miles yet. You're performing in front of the people, but can you perform the same way when there's 25 people in the audience? Right. Can you make it right. work? Right. You're put, you're, put in a, you're put in a situation that you've never been put in. Because when you're on the Indies, Sid Vicious told me something. He said, brother, he says, one thing he said is anything I can tell you. He said, learn all you can learn on the Indies. Because the day that you called up, everything you learned on the Indies, you're going to need it when you make it. And it's so true. And by me saying that, meaning that, you get too you get too much too fast and you don't know what to do with it because you don't know how to handle it. We have I always say that the guys, the indie guys 
we have the best creative ideas in the world. We are the ones where you should be trying to find your, your next superstar. We're here. Your next superstar is on the end. Yes, I agree. You can make who you want to make. But the thing about it is when you get called up, what, what got that guy there, you should continue you should, should continue to keep him at that level that got him there. Don't water him. Don't don't water him down. And that's what's happening is this guy gets hot. This guy's hot on the Indies. He's an Indy darling. He gets called up. He goes up and boom. Guess what? You water him down. And and that's what's hurting. That's what's hurting the business is you're watering the guys down. That you watering that guy down and made it on the Indies once he gets up there. You're saying, wow, what happened? Well, it's it's such a structured setup that I think, and that's one of the uh, one of the drawbacks in indie. Though I will say that because you're not accustomed to them feeding you your lines or standing on the X here or doing this, you're the indies. You have a little more artistic uh, creativity, a little a little more leeway to when they give you the bullet points. Here's the promo. Just say what you got to say. There, it's line by line by line. I think that kind of it hurts them in a way. I mean, they're very talented, but like you said, they're going to push who they want to push. But at the same time, you want to stand out. I mean, you could put somebody over 50, 60 times a year, but you're going to be the best at it. You want to go there and say, yeah, I want this guy to put me over because this guy's a hell of a worker. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, there, there's pluses and minuses. But then you have people who did a career in the Indies and they get there, but you can't ignore them. They're too damn talented. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And then you have other places like eight. AEW, where they're actually giving people who are in the Indies, giving them a little bit of a shine. You know, what can you do? Show us what you can do. And they actually, AEW Dark, you've probably seen a lot of people that you've known, a lot of faces you've seen on the road. Right? Man. Man, uh, uh, man so many people that I've worked with, I've been on the road with, and I'm like, wow. And guess what? I have been beaten, beaten, kicking, clawing, scratching on that same door. And I hadn't got in yet. I hadn't got in. And, and that, and I'm just, you know, I'm going to stay prayed up. My call will come, you know, it, it, it will come. It will come in time. It will come in time. Say it and claim it, man, because like I said, there is so much out there. People know who you are for a reason because you put it in the work and they know you're a good performer. You're a good businessman because wrestling is also a business. It's not just a hobby. You got to handle yourself like a professional businessman. You know, in the locker room, in the ring, outside the ring, with the public. So before we, we continue, um, let's talk about. Let me talk to the Diego and Divorce Show audience real quick. Please visit the Diego and Divorce Show.com for all your Diego and Divorce updates and news. We're going to update the site here very quick. And while you're there, please. Visit some of our sponsors. Click on the Invicta banner. Get yourself a beautiful watch like I have. Watch number 24 coming in the mail very soon. Invicta is a DeLorean of timepieces because it stands the test of time. Just the other day, a guy I know at, at my work, he says, hey, man, I'm going to steal that watch from you. Normally in the days, like you are, man, we're going to get into, we're going to start balling. But now it means I take that as a compliment because, man, if you're willing to steal this watch, I know I've got a really good watch. So go to the DiegoAndDivorceShow.com, click on the Invicta banner, buy yourself a beautiful timepiece, say an awful lot about you. That timepiece, you say, man, that guy is super cool. And I know, I know I'm cool. I have an Invicta watch. While you're also on the DiegoAndDivorceShow.com, please click that uh, Amazon banner. You don't have to do any special logins. Click on that banner, log into your Amazon account, shop as normal, check out the Jago and Divorce Show. You just get a small portion of that. It helps keep the show running, pay for our equipment and for the website. So for those of you who have been doing that, thank you very much. And then speaking of social media, Precious, let's go over your social media. How can we learn more about you? Because I know I met you through Twitter and now we're besties, man. We're talking all the time. How can the fans learn more about Precious? I know we see you on YouTube and all that, but let's let's take all of it and put it in one big wrestling package. Okay, you can reach me by my uh, my my Twitter handle handle is MartinBoy at PreciousMoves.com, and then my Twitter is linked to my Instagram. So once you type that in, you can get me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my Facebook account is MartinBoy. So those are are my uh, social media. 
handles, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then with the social media, sometimes along comes merch. So do you have any merchandise out there right now? Yes, I have a lot of merch. Uh, I have uh, two shirts. Um, actually, one of the shirts, the shirt that I have on right now, my brother, my brother designed it. It says, don't let the taste fool you. So he actually designed this shirt for me. Um, I have another shirt. I can't curse. So I always say, instead of saying, kiss my, I say, kiss my attitude. Yes. So I have a kiss my attitude shirt. I have pictures. I have this guy in Vegas. No, I'm sorry, in Canada. Um, I have a um, a precious, precious action figure, and uh, he's making me some more now. So those will be available soon. As soon as they get to me, I will have those up for sale. Now, well, hold on. That's kind of a quick hit on that action figure thing. Come on, let's let's dive into that now. How did that come about? I don't. You don't have to give your secrets of what factory is coming from, but give us no. a you okay? What what happened was the same same thing. Was at that time. Um, at the time, I was uh, in. Um, I did the extra work for. Uh, no, I had a trial in TNA, and um, you know how you you network and you you befriend people. And uh, this guy ran across my page and he sent me a message on Facebook and was like, "Hey, are you interested in, in getting any um, action figures?" And I said, yes, of course, of course. I'm very interested in getting um action figure made. And he made me an action figure. So um, that's how that, that, that came about. Nice. And talking about that, so when will we see the uh, the action figure hit the streets? When is it coming? Is it, Do you have a, an estimated date? Is there uh, anything like no, that? No, I talked to him two or three weeks ago. And uh, he asked me how many did I need, and I said I needed 20. And he said, okay. And he hadn't got back in touch with me, so I'll probably reach out to him tomorrow because I got to get those. I got to get those. They're, they're hot. They're hot. They're hot. They're hot. I, I love it. Yeah, I have. I actually have the original here with me right now. So you, have the yeah. so you have the prototype with you? Yes, I have a prototype. My man, that's, that's awesome, man. So... When you have that, you got we we gotta talk, man. I gotta, I gotta see. Oh, it's not gonna benefit the listeners, but I'm getting a tour of the house, and he's walking right now, and then I, I I'm thinking he's gonna show me the prototype action figure. Actually, I am about to show you the prototype. Yes, the prototype of uh, Precious. Here is the prototype. Look at that. That's a yes. beautiful thing. Look at that. That's the, the prototype, and it's got the hearts on it. It's got the little knee, the knee pads from what I can see here. Got a little bit of a glare. And now, is it gonna is it gonna come with with a feather boa on the side? Oh, uh, I can I can have that. I can have that arranged. I, I can have I can have that arranged. Because that's that's the statement piece to precious, but um, so. Before we go, and you know, on behalf of the board, you know, we really appreciate you being on our show, and um, because this has been, I can talk wrestling all night with you, man. Off off camera and off microphone, we can tell stories till the cows come home. Let's go over one more time your social media, so the the fans of Diego and Devore show can find out more about you, and how can they find out more about the great things that Championship Wrestling from Memphis is doing? Okay. Like I said, you can find me on my Twitter, my Twitter, my Twitter and Instagram. So once you type in Martin Boyd at preciousmoves.com, you will find my Twitter and my Instagram. My Facebook is Martin Boyd. Uh, you can type in Memphis Championship Wrestling. And uh, it's going to be an icon up in the top left corner. You hit that icon. And it'll give you our wrestling dates, um, our wrestling dates for TV, for being in the studio. It'll give you some of our road shows. Uh, you can purchase some of our merchandise from me, just as well as the other the other guys and girls from there. That's where you can you can find me. Twitter, uh, uh, Facebook. I mean, I'm sorry. YouTube, 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 YouTube. Every Saturday, 
at 12 noon. We, we are, we're live. We're um, on YouTube. Memphis Championship Wrestling is on YouTube. And YouTube is a global, it's a global thing. So it's a big deal, folks. Please check out Championship Wrestling from Memphis. And please show some love to our new best friend on the Diego Divorce Show, Precious. Catch up on his Twitter. Catch him on Facebook. And I'm going to hit you up on Facebook tonight. Again, I really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, please stay in touch. I'd love to have you back on later this year. I'd like to know where your journey is taking you through 2021. Hopefully, this pandemic, I mean, it set a lot of us back pretty well. But hopefully, once we break out of this, man, it's, it's just ever forward. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you again for the, the chance and the opportunity uh, to have me on your on your podcast to, to get my name out there a little bit more because at, before we hit air, I was telling you this is my fifth podcast in two months. So, you know, uh, Memphis Championship Wrestling, Dustin Star, Maria have put us in in front of in front of the world. And man, I we 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 not me because I can't do it by myself. Got to give all those everybody else credit that's behind the scenes that's helping that that's with me in Memphis Championship Wrestling. We we're on a platform. It's just we have to continue to do what we're doing and love the business, and everything else will come come with it. Awesome, and you're you're in good hands with them, with Mr. Starr, and he's probably, and I will say this, he's the best dressed man in professional wrestling. And I, and Precious is the best dressed woman. Well, you got that right. I will not argue that. So with all that, hey, thank you for being on the Jago and Divorce Show. Folks, please do yourself a favor. And I've been saying this from the last time we had somebody on from Championship Wrestling from Memphis. It is worth your time. Out of all the wrestling shows out there right now, I, I'm urging you, please check them out. And not only Championship Wrestling from Memphis, but Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Florida. Now, Atlanta, Arizona is coming up. So don't miss this train to let it get you by. Precious, thank you again for being on the Diego and Devore show. As we say every night, normally Mr. Devore takes it home with flexing his golden pipes of the heavens and closes the show. But I will say thank you once again. Stay safe. Until next time, America and the rest of the world, this is the Diego and Devore show.